Today, you people are no longer weebs. Today, you are marines. You are part of a brotherhood. From now on until the day you die, wherever you are, every otaku is your brother. Most of you will go to Japan. Some of you will not come back. But always remember this, otakus die. That's what we're here for. But the Marine Corps lives forever. And, and that, that means you will live, live forever. forever. Welcome to Weeaboo Wednesdays. It is a pure day. A rice day. An a Aryan day. I was going to say an Aryan day. I didn't want to hear it right off the nose. Oh my god. Mark, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> For those of you who have yet to pick up what we're talking about, we, we watched some anime called Yujo Senki, or, or also known, the Saga, saga of Tanya the, the Evil. Evil. This fucking series... Oh, Jesus Christ. That whole speech we gave, we didn't realize until now, was just completely lifted. Yeah, from full metal, Full metal uh, shell. I have full words. Full metal jackets. I have words. We both have things. words for this. And just for as usual introductions, I'm Mark. I'm Michael. And this week is brought to you by Sancho Libre Sangria. The one are the Mexican army, which didn't take part in World War One. Uh, it is, uh... Five point, uh, 6.5 alcohol by volume, 16 fluid ounces, served in a handsome can. I enjoy the typography. It's got luchadors on it. Just to be sh be playing with it, this is a series that... Yeah, what? What? What, what, what demon crawled up your ass to recommend this to me? Because I've been seeing it online as this crazed face lolly, and I figured you were going to probably pull this up to me at some point, but saying that that is my potential daughter or, like... Jailbait for the future. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I like him psycho, but not sociopathic psycho. Yandere and Young Geyer, not um, sociopathic man I in the body of a small blonde child. Oh, and for those of you who are, this is another uh, one of our review episodes, so there's gonna be major spoilers. Okay, so yeah, I was about to ask, are we gonna do spoilers? I guess we're gonna talk about spoilers. So I mean, if we can avoid it, I guess we should. Yeah. What do you think we should do? Oh, just fuck it, they tuned in here. We're gonna spoil this shit because so you don't have to watch this bullshit. Yeah, alright. Oh god. Dude, well, let's start with the, the, qu the, the quick summary of this yeah. is um man in modern day Japan 2013 2013 yeah. well, you know close enough for our purposes yeah, yeah. it could have been 2017 but basically ago. um man just uh, man works at a corporation as the person who fires people he's from the, the company. He's the axe man. He's the axe man. Yeah. And one day as he's going home from work one of the people he fired throws him in front of a train. Yeah. And then he meets God. And his first reaction upon meeting God is to reject God. Yeah. What's that? Oh, I, I was trying to figure this out on the car ride over here. What's that movie? That Christmas movie of that dude who's on the bridge is gonna jump off? Oh, uh, fuck. I don't remember. It's like Miracle on Something Street. Something like I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's like if he was about to jump off the bridge and the angel was like, No, don't do it, Harvey. You've got a lot to live for. And he's like, I don't believe in God. And then he pulls out a, a luker and shoots himself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and literally what this entire story is literally about is apparently God comes to this guy complaining that people don't have faith anymore. People don't believe in me anymore, Sonny. Well, all right, maybe it's not God, but it's an angel. But nonetheless, it comes up to him basically going like, why don't you believe humans have lost their way? And then the guy basically explains, well, dude, we listen. To we live in a time of technology and where our needs are easily met. Where's my sheep? 
there's no need for faith anymore in this day and age. People, the only reason people turn to faith is when they're in dire straits. So you're telling me if I put you in dire straits, you'll start getting faith too? Uh, no, no. Okay, listen. I think we're taking. Oh! So it looks like I gotta put you in the frying pan, Sonny. So in so as God does to teach Better him. Better start hissing because this pot's about to pop. <laughs> And by pop, he means he's popped out of a woman and become the baby, a small blonde baby, yeah. in essentially World War One Germany. Yeah, 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 yeah. But except in this world, magic exists. So ignoring the gigantic anaconda-sized noodle in the bowl <laughs> of fucking fascist apologism and overarching Nazi German overtones, let's save that for later. <laughs> Oh, my god, it's as thick as my arm. <laughs> At least they weren't killing Jews. <laughs> I'm like, I'm this close to thinking, like, in that last episode. So, me and Mark at this point, uh, by the time you hear this episode, 11 episodes are currently extant, and we have watched all, uh, all of them. Yes. Except I, I skipped that War Report episode because that was just a repeat of the last six episodes. Which one was the War Report episode? It was 6.5. Oh, I, I, that was not on the website. Uh, it was on the one I went on. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, oh, oh Jesus Christ, this series. So, this was a series that I personally felt, coming into it, felt a little like Kobayashi, in which it was a series I wanted to hate. Yeah. But there is part of me that did enjoy it. I I did not like it at all. I mean, they're like the they're, animation and action. I very much yeah. Enjoy. Okay, so like I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna say like a sip. Yeah, the the I like the idea of like a a, a magical arrow core, yeah. which is essentially an idea I've been working on. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially this in this world, like for the most part, fighter planes don't exist for yeah. the most part. But they um, so instead they use mages with basically aerial technology, and instead of using bombs and the like, they use like art. Artillery spells and the yeah, like. Yeah, they're just dudes who can fly in the air and enchant their bullets to have AOE effects. Essentially. Yeah. And base and our main character, I guess we're just gonna call him Tanya at this point. It's, it is Tanya, yeah. Because yeah. we, we never know what like it's not important what we knew him as before. Oh really? Okay. I don't we, know. They never we never like learn his name. Okay, I've just got a long list of notes of shit I want to talk about with the series. All right, uh, you 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 go throw them out because I All was right. livid the entire. All right, the first thing this. that I noticed upon watching this is so many extras have dead fish eyes. Yeah, like the people around them just look like there's nothing going on back there. It's just they're dead. Like that happened with uh, several of the officers. Like everyone, pretty much. If you didn't have a name or didn't get the little title card above your name every time you showed up on screen for yeah. an episode. You got one of the you got dead fish eyes, and that is the other big thing about this series, the way they draw eyes. Yeah. Okay. They, so I, I was talking to you about this earlier, but it's like it, I never realized until watching this anime, just like the the clash of aesthetics is so apparent in this, where it's like it's supposed to be set in a grim period piece of World War between World War One, late World War One, and World War Two, mm -hmm. and then like you have these two characters that are just. So anime, and it's just so jarring to look at. And they're, of course, the two female characters. Yeah. The Tanya herself, which is this little nine-year-old, which I'm just, I, I don't care how much magic potential this is. Can you really take this person, your drill sergeant, seriously? Yeah. Well, except for when she's kicking you through a wall and about to shove a bayonet in your face. Yeah, but still, it's just like, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> like my favorite, uh, we, we might use that as like the screen grab for this episode, but like my favorite line in the entire thing is when Tanya is talking to like another uh, officer and he just says a line, it's insane to sense like uh, little girls into the into the battlefield. I was like, yeah, yes it is. Yep. There's a no good reason for that. Seriously. like <laughs> Not a single one. I understand they call this, they're setting a, medi- uh, a meritocracy, so if you're good, you get good positions. Yeah. And they and she easily shows off in our first episode, which went completely backfires, which this entire story is Tanya comes up with a plan. That plan backfires. Yeah. It feels a lot like a much more serious um Black Adder series. Yeah. In which our main character is trying to find a cushy job in the back, so he'll she'll never be in dire straits and give a middle finger to God. Yeah, but it's like okay, so in comparison like Tanya to Black Adder. It's like the context of it is what makes it work because the Black Adder is trying to do that, trying to work with the incompetency of the British of the British military complex, Mm -hmm. which essentially like you know we're the Western world, we won, fuck you fascism. Um, like we look back at that and it turns into a black comedy because you realize this dude is being underhanded and a dick because he has to to survive because it's like the 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 fucking command is literally throwing them at German machine guns like their army men. Mm-hmm. In this, it's really hard to see this character succeed because they're fa- they're Nazi fascists. I know they're set in World War One, but they abandon the pickle off like halfway through the series <laughs> part, and they start flying swastika as flags. You they cannot. Did. You no, cannot I agree. say. No, the moment I, every time I see command and see those red flags going down, the, the red flags with the black bar with the white highlight. I'm like, nah, yeah, nah. No. And then they have the fucking the. I know it's the Axis cross that's yeah. on there. Built. It's the Iron Cross, yeah. But it still looks... It's still... There's so... If you wanted it not to be... You should have given it different colors. And I... You should have given it different colors. You shouldn't have just photoshopped a fucking map of Europe and <laughs> renamed the country. And create your fake language. Yeah, it's like... There, there's... this, And it, it, it bothers me. It bothers me a lot that they don't... Uh, they don't mention what the the specific government is because it's like, oh, if it's a fascism, we couldn't get away with this anime. It can't be like fascist Germany. And I, I'm aware it's like set in 19, in, in like 13. 1913, but where we are in the anime right now is like 19, uh, 1925, which no, is. Ar- well, yeah, no. it's 1925 by the time that, uh, like where we are in uh, episode uh, 11. It's really? 1925. But she's still fucking nine years old. Yeah. Okay, I need to look this up. Yeah, it's, it's 1925, and that's around the time the beer hall push happens, where Hitler comes into power and goes to jail. Because in the real world, by 1927, he was already having the fucking Reichstag parade. <laughs> So it's like, I feel like that's might what, like, you, you brought this point up, that might be what happens in episode 12, and I'm like, yeah. ooh. Which would be rather interesting, because, alright, despite be, yeah. the fact that it does show, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's supposed to be World War One In World War One this, what, the clear fact of who was good and bad wasn't ne- originally. No, in, no, 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 no yeah, yeah. It's not as clear-cut as it is in World War Two. Yeah, because it's like, World War One was very much old crowns fighting in a modern war. Exactly. Yeah. 
And in that case, there was, I can't remember what movie it was that came out that sh was a World War I movie, style movie, but actually followed the German, like a German, the Germans, uh, like a German student who became a soldier who went yeah. to the trenches. And she's like, listen, I know we show the Germans as always the bad guys in most films and everything like that, yeah. but they had it just as shitty as, they, as the they, British like did. That, that's why they, World War II happened, because like mm -hmm. we used the Germans as a scapegoat for the oh, entire thing. Yeah. yeah. No, and then Hitler came in promising that we're. That we can make Germany great again. Yeah. And basically said, fuck you to the... Uh, was that when Versailles Treaty was? Or was that the next one? I think Versailles... No, yeah, I, I believe Versailles... The Geneva Convention was definitely World War One. Versailles might have also been uh, World War... Uh, Post-World War. No, yes. I think it's Versailles... The Treaty yeah. of Versailles was World War One, And then the Nuremberg... Uh, Nuremberg, Nuremberg was is, after World, World War Two. Yeah, so, because yeah, that's I, when real war crimes happened. I think I remember my social studies classes. Yeah. Because um, nonetheless... It, yeah. yeah. During that period, it wasn't so much a clear good versus evil. This is yeah. more of a... It was warring kingdoms. It was, it warring was literally kingdom. like warring kingdoms. And... Yeah. I don't... Alright, I entering it, I didn't mind so much that, okay, we're following the Germans yeah. in this case. Because this isn't the first anime that's done this. Full Metal Alchemist, a mistress, which the main country is, is 100% Germany. Germany yeah. It is Germany. It is essentially Germany. It is a country that has been constantly at war since its inception, since, like, the new guy came into the power, spreading out to all the outside countries. Yeah. And led to a giant massacre, which was very controversial. And, yeah, it was... But it's like, they could have... My, my problem with it is, uh, and this is this is the big anaconda-sized noodle. Mm -hmm. They could... Uh, you mean broth. Uh, uh, broth is bad. Oh, Noodles yeah, are good. Bro broth is bad. Yeah, this big fucking steam tub full of broth with, like, uh, little flicks of noodles that somebody, like, lazily splattered in it here. That's the biggest goddamn sip. It's just, like, the fascist symbol uh, symbology in here is sending too many mixed messages. You could have had it been... Like the the uh, the fucking uh, the Kaiser. You could have had it been like uh, a, a pre-Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. You could have had the like flying those colors. I'm not sure if like pre-Nazi Germany's colors were like predominantly that aggressive pattern. But it's like the way they convey it in the series. They heavily heavily invoke upon like the Nazi symbolog uh, symbology symbology. Mm -hmm. All right. Alright, I will give this now a noodle for this after seeing that style, like one of the noodles that is actually, it's more like there's just one giant noodle spread through this that has not been cut up into pieces, <laughs> and that is the animation quality of this series. Yeah, so, so apart from the CGI, which are clearly moments of like, shit, we ran out of budget for these scenes, get the cheap CGI in here, Yeah, but like the air, the air dog fights, just the, like dog the, fights are the facial movements, as creepy as they were, were pretty, <laughs> it yeah. feels like a lot of budget was put into, in just into Tanya's face. Yeah, all the budget went into Tanya's face, into her face and her pouty lips. Like, that's, that's she, where all the They really needed to add some color differentiation between her lips and not just, like, a, like, a Yeah, like, an upper, upper and lower line. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, that's the problem with the other girl, too, who I'm not gonna bother to look up what her name is. Uh, I think it was, like, Sherbatsky or something like that. Yeah, um, who's, like, comic relief, but it's also, like... <laughs> she is the anime, the, the generic anime ditzy girl in World War One, who yeah. somehow lives through all this because... She, she's like the anime character that got implanted in here and doesn't know what's happening. Yep, because no joke out of everyone, I think 
No, she's actually kind of competent. Everyone, she has the best eyes out of everyone in the group. Because it's, they're so fucking huge. Yes, they, they are. take up like half of her face. And her fucking pup, giant puddle blue pupils. Yeah, and her like huge for Like, far be it for me to rag on somebody's appearance, but like, <laughs> it's, it's just so jarring to see like... The, the two female characters mm-hmm. who who are in the anime look so, like, stone, like, stone railgun throw. They look so drastically different from everybody there. Yeah, no, yeah, every, all the other guys, they look normal. They literally look like, they yeah. actually, here's the thing, they all, a lot of them actually look more Asian than most anime guys usually are. Yeah, like that one dude in their fucking battalion with the ponytail. It's like that dude is clearly Japanese. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I will. I will say I was also surprised the fact by the end of it, all of them lived. Yeah. Especially after when the new paladin, so to speak, rushes in. Yeah. What's his? Which face? honestly, I think most of us were more cheering for than anything else. Yeah. Honestly, it's like yeah, he's trying to fucking defend his cutlass. Whose country from like a crazy sociopath who literally takes his gun that was given to him by his daughter? Yeah, that was fucked up, and I was kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of cool in a fucked up way. Yeah, it was one of those moments of where it's just like, it's more like because I think here's the thing though, this series has a a back and forth feelings of between times where you actually kind of like Tanya, of where she's. Kind of gets relatable to the point where I'm gonna pad this out as long as I can. I can't. I don't want to go to the front lines. Yeah. To the funny bits of when she's just making, she's trying to build camaraderie with her group, as well as her just relationship with the scientist is amazing. Yeah, but but it's like, the- <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean something's wrong? Like theoretically, my calculations are correct. Why can't you get this right? It's because it, everything that could go wrong will go, go wrong. Off. Haven't you heard of that? That's a stupid phrase. Who the hell said that? If you live long enough, you'll find out. <laughs> Of just like, and then you see, then you'll see those points of where, yeah, you like this character, and then we switch off to those points of where she is murdering like the most relatable, the nicest character in the series, stealing his gun, yeah, and leaving him for dead. Yeah, the the gun that his daughter made for him to defend his country. I don't think she made it for him, but well, she custom ordered it. Yeah, she custom like ordered that, it because it's like got that. his initials in it. A D. Yeah, and then which could also be which like then some, he ki- she kills him with his own gun. Yeah, which could that could be somewhat symbolic too, because it's like due to the Roman ca- like you know the Roman calendar system. A D stands for after death. Of mm. Jesus Christ. But that's me, like, really digging that's, into this. Yeah. That's going pretty deep. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's see here. The I'll give this another uh, noodle, because I... Let's put it this way. You obviously hate this thing. I, yeah. And we gotta find... I have to admit, there are some good things about this. No, there, there are. There and are. And the other thing is the opening and ending themes. <laughs> I very much enjoyed those They're songs. They're catchy songs. They're very catchy. Yeah. They are on my playlist now. They're when like I go Japanese screamo. But here's like the thing, that. though: yeah. the songs fit like this kind of anime so well. Like the, it feels very well, much it's like very evocative, evocative yeah. of this kind of mili- militaristic mentality, yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as like if you literally look at the lyrics for the ending, it's literally just it sounds more like orders than like lyrics. Oh, I've never, I've never bothered to look YouTube. Well, I'll show it to you on YouTube later. But the other thing I've noticed is. The, the band who did it, uh, Myth and Royd, uh-huh. they are doing everything these days. Really? They, they are coming up with so many stuff. Like, they did ReZero, they did this, they did this series, I did, oh, fuck, what was the other one? Fuck, I'm blanking on the other ones. Fuck. I should have written them down. I didn't. Fuck. 
Mythagroid is showing up very often. I will say that for sure. Well, I'm surprised that hasn't happened like earlier with like uh, like a Japanese band just like cornering the market on like anime intros. Well, no, it it happens everyone like a new group does it like every um, every now and then like. Asian Kung Fu Generation controlled a lot of the shonen. Oh, FMA, yeah. Like FMA. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to see what I'm pulling up their uh, their Wikipedia so I can figure out like what uh, they did. Overlord as well. Okay. But I think it might not be that. I think it might just be the studio because remember they showed an Overlord ad in like the first scene of when the guys about when That's the guy true, gets hit yeah. by the train. Yeah. Which I do like the idea that. Overlord exists in this studio's like universe. all of its universe, yeah. but as the video game, it's supposed to be. Yeah, that would, that's just that would be really great. Oh fucking hell! Let's see here. They also did. Yeah, they did Overlord. They did Bubakai Araki. So they've done like a lot of shit. Uh, so far, but um, they've done it for like four series. I thought it was more, but it just it perhaps it's just like what I've come across. Okay, yeah. But yeah. Um, another kind of funny thing is just the, the difference in magic between all this country, all the various countries. Well, you mean the difference in what they use to propel. So, yes. so, so it's like they fly France by. has horses. Yeah, they have like these weird uh, apparatuses that like allow them to fly. Um, Germany just has essentially boots. Yeah, you get like one levitation boot and like the rest of the engine just hangs off of your body like mm-hmm. a, like, like a, a waist chassis. Pack. Yeah, like a, a, a lethal <laughs> fanny pack. Fucking goddamn whatever, Holland or whatever. Skis. Yeah, yeah. They, they had skiing Which mages. I, I actually thought that was kind of cool. I, I thought it was so stupid and hilarious <laughs> because it wasn't just the fact that like they, they look like they skis. Move like they skis. move like yeah, skis as well bag, yeah. through the sky. I was like, really? But no, the best one out of all of them was Britain or the Alliance as they call motorcycle it. broomsticks. Yeah. They're broomsticks. They're they're Harry Potter wizards. But the other thing that did kind of bother me though is the fact that okay, we've established that the essentially the main characters of the series are female. Yeah. Like that, those two and maybe one other extra I saw only females only I ever females. saw uh, saw yeah. in the entire army. Yeah, ever. it's true. Uh, yeah. And there's uh, I, I mean it's like it passes the Vectal test. Um, even though that's kind of like a failed test. A Vectal test? The Vectal test is essentially, it's like, uh, in any point in your series, like, a, a thing passes the Vectal test if there are more than two female characters, and the two female characters have a conversation that's not about a man. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was like, for a while, that was like a, a thing to show, like, how inclusive your thing was. But there are a lot of things that are good that fail the Vectal test. Mm. Uh, so it's not really like a great thing. It, it, it's a good, a good thing to look at because like you see like uh, how many like female characters there are in a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but like this one does pass the Bechdel test, but they're only like they're literally only two female characters and one is really a man. Yeah, yeah. And the other one, well, they're both like they only they, the other thing. I, something I've noticed with a lot of military series is the fact that l- there is little to no relationships. Like yeah. besides military camaraderie, there is no like loving relationships usually and which they kind of hinted at like the blonde guy and the redhead oh yeah 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 that um, they have possibly something coming in the future yeah yeah that's true uh, our producer's back our producer is back yeah um yeah uh <laughs> she's my the producer's angry the fact and now she's stealing our booze oh god okay well that's the producer's cut 50% of the booze. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like, uh, 
Yeah, there are that the only the, there isn't really like an interrelationship. The only uh, character that we see that has any relationship at all is the guy that ends up getting killed with his own daughter's gun. Yeah, who had a relationship with his daughter that lasted for like on screen for like twenty seconds. Yep, and then which is like the, oh, Papa, I love you. But then you have the please defend our country from the Germans. <laughs> they will take us chocolates and our mountains and our long horns, which we used to make mints. <laughs> Serious, <laughs> Papa. And then as they're leaving the boat, I don't know shit about your country. <laughs> and then as the boat's leaving, you just hear Ricola. Uh, I'm glad we were all on the same page. <laughs> Alright. Going back to this shitty series. Oh my god. Alright, we talked about this earlier where we were kind of glad the fact that they did not show any sexual I themes. Was fucking waiting for that the entire time. And I was ready to just be like complete because he's like a full grown man and he's like it's established he's a sociopath. At any point I was I, I was expecting it to be like, oh, I found out this guy, like I can use that I'm a tiny little girl. And he's just like fucking like trying to seduce officers and taking pictures of herself with them. It's like I was waiting for that to be like the power move. But like luckily, never ever ever came up. The closest thing we have to sexual themes are some of the poses we see in the credit sequence. Which I've never watched the credit sequence. Yeah, you have that classic of the gun down the down like that, even though she's still clothed and everything like that. It's still... Okay. It's still going, oh, you almost made it. Like, you almost you, made it. You, you almost made past the creep factor. You almost got that, that last but here, star. But here's the thing, though. Despite all the shit we're giving this main character, I actually kind of liked her. I know, because I also like the sociopaths as it is. Yeah. But I d enjoyed the very much so this... It's just kind of like the relatable feel of trying to... You're trying to get a position in your life and trying to get a cushy position and then not have to worry about things ever, ever but, again. But, but the thing is, like, when, but it's that she abandons that mentality, though. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Right? Which it, she doesn't abandon that, like, the moment she realizes the only way I'm going to get out of this is when the war ends. But... Like, I did, was it? I do enjoy the kind of the fun, like, because this series does sprinkle a lot of, like, comic relief into it, especially in, like, the last segment after the credits. Did you see those, Michael? No. Oh, my God, you missed so many moments. Yeah, I, I oh remember, my. I only saw, like, the last after credits part where it shows that sweet, like, Swedish uh, ski uh, dad is alive. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, you And he's been possessed by God. Deuce Volk! Oh, God, okay, let's go back to, let's go back to this. The, the, as they call it, Being X. Yeah. This, this creature is supposed to be literally, like, an incarnation of either an angel, because it doesn't call itself the creator. Yeah. But it's clearly sick of humanity. Yeah. And in order to try and prove a point, the fact that even, like, the worst person can be redeemed with faith, by, I imagine, putting... Tanya. We're the, the worst person, like... Yeah. <clears throat> to prove a point, that humanity can be saved. Yeah. But as the series goes on, this being just gets more and more malicious. Yeah. Which I really do kind of enjoy, of where we see the antagonist being this celestial being. Of at first, it was kind of like going, I'm gonna throw you into World War One. That's a pretty dickish thing to do, but, yeah. like, it does the feel... The worst like, war in, like, history. Yeah. yeah. And it, unless you were a Jew during World War Two. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. But, friggin... It feels like, it feels like still something like something you'd expect to see in the Bible, 
Yeah. It feels like kind of one of those divine punishment kind of things where you're put through a trial and a test. Yeah, very Jobish like. And yeah. then, but then later it gets to the point of where he's realizing, okay, it's not working, and he's almost out of my grasp. So he just immediately robs her of free will, and it's like every time like you want this to work, you have to pray to me in order to save your and, life. And, yeah. and pretty much, I think he's in the logic he used of that is like, listen, if you do it enough, it'll hopefully have some effect on you. Yeah. Because like you know, if you have to rely on me. Slowly, you might gain some faith. Yeah. Which, okay, it's kind of a sick way to think of it that way. That's true. And then, but then she's like, sure, he's doing it still, but he doesn't have the faith. Yeah. Clearly. And then, just that moment, literally, when uh, he goes to check on the bomber that crashed, and the angel possesses that corpse, of where he's just, like, laughing at her, like, going, how does it feel to have the whole world against you? Of where it's kind of evolved past, like, just like it's evolved past the idea of trying to make a point yeah. to pure hatred now. Well, where, which part was that? The bar? Uh, remember when uh, they're in, they're up in the north, kind of thing. Yeah, and they. Their their supply depot gets attacked by those bombers, and the other mages get like wiped out. And the only one who could reach that high was her. Oh yeah, yeah. Where she pretty much just murder, like she just tosses the grenade in with the two pilots. Oh no. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've seen this episode. I know you have. This was literally, like, I think an episode or two... I think it's the episode after when he gets picked... The other guy gets sees God and gets picked up. Oh, huh. I don't remember exactly which. But literally, it's just the scene of where she goes to investigate a, a bomber that crashed to see if there's any survivors to try it, like, capture and bring back in. Yeah. But upon getting there, like, time freezes again. Was this and a post-credit? No, it isn't. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I just don't the, remember it. The angel possesses one of the corpses in it. Yeah. And she, being on guard, like, fires at the corpse several times, and, now, and instead of turning now from, like, a... I'm tr listen, I'm trying to help you, you dumb schmuck. Yeah. To a just it's become malevolent now. It doesn't care anymore. Yeah. It's looked now to the point of where it wants to just kill him and let end his reincarnation cycle and be done with him. Yeah, but that's like that, that's kind of like my problem with the series. And I I realize you can do that well. Uh, where it's like the main the main character and the antagonist are both unlikable because they're both just shits. Yeah, yeah, they're both they're both complete shits. And like you 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 could have had like uh, my broth noodle with this that I realized mm. is like my my favorite part <laughs> in the series. Your bouillon cube. My bouillon. <laughs> yeah, like this was uncooked and like I just like bit into a bouillon cube. And it's like oh. Fuck shit, that's all. Oh, it's kind of good. <laughs> but like, um, do you remember the part where they're in academy and like they're learning this ranks and then it's like you know who is to blame when something goes wrong? Oh. It's like the officer in charge. It's like, but what if there is a subordinate on the field and it's the officer's fault? So that comes up in the series mm -hmm. and like what that is that the corruption of the chain of command basically makes it so nobody is at, like ever culpable for what they do like mm -hmm. nobody is responsible for like the oh what they do and that really comes into position when you literally have that first moment of when they violate the Geneva Convention because she finds like a bullshit letter way around it yeah. well it was yeah she it, it wasn't really it, if yeah she like, lawyered around it yeah they the, give the their they, of war, yeah. they give them the uh, option to evacuate, which they know they're not going to take. Yeah, and, and, and then, then it declares everybody legally there is an enemy combatant, and they and like they carpet just, bomb it. Yeah, yeah, they carpet bomb it. And then like when those people are going out, because it's alluded that they killed them, like all, all no, the refugees no, she, and stuff, no, like she, they killed them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah very. I think 
She did. And or that no, guy she, is, no, she did. She forced the subordinate who yeah. questioned her. To. Yeah, and it, and it's like he feels guilty about that. And there's even that like little thing between uh, he, uh blonde subordinate and like only other girl in the series where it's like, well, like according to the law, she was there. So it's like technically it's like all the blood's on her hands. And like he feels better about that. And that's see like that's interesting. I would love to like I would love to actually see a movie in World War II about Nazis, and they, this is how they justify no, everything. No, you're, yeah. you're acting like this hasn't come out. This is. This was during the Nuremberg trials. No, yeah. When they arrested various Nazi officers and soldiers and put them on trial, and all of their excuses were... I was were following orders. orders. Yeah. Yes. No, because that's that's interesting, where it's like you see, like, the, the loss of, like, the, the ability... Of like your uh, 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 a of soldier responsibility. Like, oh, to just justify it was like it was orders. It's like it was do or die and stuff. And it's like contextually in some of the cases when you read them, they're tragic because it's like my family is like you know I'm a I'm a Jewish German and my family's in the fucking camp. If I don't do this, they're never gonna get out. You don't understand. Actually, yeah. you don't understand. That would never happen. If you're a Jewish German, you're not a soldier. You're in the camp. That's true. No, but because there, there was also no. like, con, like, uh, there, there were, uh, they're essentially close to penal legions. What you're thinking yeah. of were fucking the um, Gustapo's, is what you're is what you're more thinking of. No, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, like Gustapo's, the people who are kind of put in power. Who are kind of put in power? Who kind of keep the others down? Yeah, no, those are the uh, the true Germans. I'm not talking about like the the Gestapo, Gestapo. I'm talking about like the because Nazi Germany did a great job of spreading propaganda to like Polish and Swedish people and stuff, mm -hmm. saying it's like you can save people. You're gonna join the cannon fodder, and if you guys do I, well enough, honestly, we can get I your don't, people. Out. In all my knowledge of World War II, I don't know of what you're talking about. It, it, it it's like. Because this, the, because it was always a very strict thing. If you've got Jewish blood in you, and you are going well, you know, to, back to your, yeah, um, if any that of your grandparents, yeah, that, that was a poor example. I'm yeah. talking more of like uh, people who weren't German, but were like Aryan, quote like for people can't see me, Aryan enough, like the Poles, the Swedes, mm. and like the neighboring countries, because it's like. Germany is a, it's a fucking tiny country, mm -hmm. and it's a miracle they got anywhere in World War II because they, because their entire thing was blitzkrieg. You well, it shoot was, out, it wasn't just, off. it wasn't yeah. that, it wasn't just that, it was literally because they spent years building up their army force where the rest of them were, where the rest of the countries were recovering, and literally were just kind of like, they didn't do anything to stop Germany at this yeah, point. For they were just like, like, gush, yeah, for They literally just basically said, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. Fuck you. We're yeah, well, still like, doing it. France was also kind of like a stupid, because they built uh, the Marginelle line, which was like their uh, entire thing to stop a Zerg rush. And what Germany just did was like, they went over to Poland, fucked up Poland, and then used the back door and then took the Marginelle line. And it's just like, good job, France, you stupid shits. And then they surrendered to keep their city safe. Yeah. Which honestly, I think worked it worked out for the best of them in the end. I mean, like, I, I feel like that's why France also gets like a shitty rep because it's like they well, yeah. surrender all the because it's like yeah they they Paris is a beautiful city. They surrendered to keep their city and their citizens safe. Yeah. Because they knew they weren't gonna win. Yeah. And if anything else, anything they had tried would have probably just made things worse. Yeah. And it's like I I would have loved to see that in an anime because it's like all of the characters. Uh, aside from, like, the HQ, Tanya and, uh, being X, are, are surprisingly sympathetic. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, friggin', no, actually, no, this does happen in the series. 
at the last episode, dude. Yeah. Freaking the Republic, the Republic's army literally just surrenders. No, yeah. To keep their thing. No, but but I would I, I would have loved to see this more to the point where it's like Tanya isn't so much as a main character, but as like a moving plot device mm. that forces them to do awful shitty things. Yeah. And then it's like, because then it'd be like, I can't go against Tanya. She's a crazy fucking lolly psychopath that'll stick me with a fucking bar. I have to kill these kids <laughs> or I am dead and I have a family. Yeah. And, it's and like, the freaking, or the freaking thing. Oh, you want, fine. You're not going to obey my orders and you still want to die for us. All right. I'm going to throw you in a pillbox in the back line, no, which then gets, he knew, she knew was going to get arti- yeah, hit with artillery exactly. and killed. Which I do love that, that opening point of where the redhead is just terrified of her the whole time of going, of going here's um, here, I gave, here, take this. These are transfer locations to a pillbox. Excuse me? Yeah. They're recommendations for you to go into officer, officer. training. Because yeah, it's oh, like, she never, oh. she never does, Tanya never does anything uh, out of kindness. It's yes. uh, it's all out of like, oh, what can I get out of doing this? Because it's like she gets her friend promoted because it'll make her look good. That it'll make her seem like she cares. She recommends that that guy who has a family who's like, who's actually kind of hates the war. Yeah. Like the dude who's the train. And he's like, you know, I hate this because every time I look at you, all I can think of is my daughter that's your same age. And mm-hmm. she like tricks him and she's like, you should get transferred to the back and stuff because then she can get favors from him later. And no, it wasn't yeah. just that. It also pulled her out. It pulled him out of the running for promotions. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, here's the thing, though. And this is the problem that I have with this, which I think that the series could have done better. Yeah. Was that those moments get glazed over a lot to the series. Yeah. And then it becomes, it turns into, like, you forget the fact that she's a sociopath. No, exactly. Except, see, see, and that's... That's, that's, that's I think the you're, big you, thing. Yeah, you yeah. keep remembering that, but I keep forgetting that when I was watching it. was like, that's one of the reasons why I kind of liked her character a bit more. It's like, like, don't let it trick you, Mark. I know. Don't let her fucking trick you with her fucking big-ass fucking eyes and her little, little lolly thing of, like, trying to get, like, a fucking book, but she's too short for it. Don't let her fucking trick you. She's yep. a monster and a little Hitler. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, the, the, that's the thing. It's like, if this... If it was just a little bit, like, a little bit more, I don't know, like, refined, mm-hmm. clever, like, we, we would, like, we would keep remembering it's like, she's a fucking sociopath, but it doesn't do that to, it glorifies her because it makes her, like, an action hero. Yeah. It makes her look cool. Because, like, when she kills that guy, the good character, yeah. you're like, that was fucking cool, not like, holy shit, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you see the scene later of where, which you didn't watch after the credit scenes, is what is her is basically the family who's in America hears this over the radio, the fact that the entire country's been oh, taken, yeah. and they're just crying because they know her dad's dead. Oh, I should have stuck around the uh, credit scenes. And the, here's the other thing that kind of bothered me: the fact that, <sighs> all right, um, this is gonna be a bit of broth for me is the fact that the established villain besides the being X clearly. Yeah. I know our protagonist is supposed to be Tanya. Yeah. But it was the AD, the guy who, the, the guy you can, the family man who yeah, gets killed. exactly. Because here's the biggest thing about it is the fact that at first, it's, uh, I'm give me a second to come. He comes off at first as someone who's clearly, he's following the rules, he's a good soldier, and he, ca- and he cares about his homeland and country. And he hates the war. He, he, he states it's like, this is why adults have to fight, so yeah. kids don't. Like, he looks down at the new recruits and he's disgusted. Yeah, the fact that, like, all we can do is send the new the young kids yeah, to die. to die. Yeah, it's like... And, 
But then later, when he comes back, like, reborn, religion, faith reborn, yeah. he's using a weapon that is banned... That By is the set, Geneva banned, Well, yeah. I don't think this is even the Geneva Convention, uh, because I don't think the Geneva Convention actually occurred at this point. Yeah. It's like the rules of war, essentially, like that. Uh, well, or, the World articles War II, of, I, I feel like World no, War II was World supposed War. to end, Or World War One was supposed to end, like, around, yeah. like, uh, 1916? Uh, Geneva Convention... Just do a quick Google search. Yeah. Um, the Geneva Convention, by the way, to the uh, all y'all weebs who don't know about it, Geneva Convention was essentially like the FAQ of what is cool and what's not to cool and uh, to do in war. So what the list of things that are not cool: poison gas, chemical warfare, uh, um, trench spikes. Officially, these days as well, everyone's favorite sniper rifle, the Barrett 50 caliber, is against the Geneva Commission because it's not just an anti-infantry, not anti-tank, it's an anti-matter weapon. Yeah. It's meant to destroy everything. Yeah, like these like, are things that are uh, like not I believe cool. landmines are also yeah. against the Geneva Convention because they always get left behind. It's weird to think about like even the idea of the Geneva Convention because it's like the higher-ups are so disconnected from like war mm -hmm. that we're like, oh, we have to fight this like gentleman. Like, you know, they, they're still thinking like it's fucking swords and knights and not realizing yeah. you're in like the fucking trenches rotting from gangrene. Well, yeah, no, the because the first time like the idea was the rules of war kind of got thrown out the window was during the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Is when the Americans <laughs> said, Fuck you! We don't do rules! You go ahead and march in single file! We'll run and shoot! But you're not even waiting your turn, Yank! <laughs> bang, bang, motherfucker! Ah, my leg! Wait, come back here with my crumpets and teeth! However will I survive! See you later, bro! Valley Forge! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How long were you holding on to that? Yeah, no, not, not a lot. Yeah. I, I'm like, uh, uh, full disclosure, I'm actually secretly a huge Ameribu because I love uh, uh, revolutionary American history. I know a lot about it. It shows some of the articles of... Uh, it's, it's, from what I understand, like some rules were put into place before World War One. Yeah. but most of the ones that we know today came after World War One. Yeah. Because they realized... What the fuck did we allow during World yeah, War One? Well, like shit, mustard gas, yeah, nerve gas. Um, for God's sakes, if, if you want to know, like the rules of war have always existed. For God's sake, the Pope outlawed crossbows <laughs> back in the back in the days of knights in shining armor because they were too effective. Yeah. Same thing, and that was the same thing of like that trench, the trench shotgun. It was the Germany, yeah. Germany uh, during World War One claimed that they were too inhumane and too effective of a weapon. Yeah. But by the way, uh, similar on tangent, but I was uh, uh, listening to this uh, historical podcast, and I was also reading about the trenches in World War One. So. What a lot of people don't didn't realize about that was the trenches where you you've seen Indiana Jones right yeah do you remember the part where like uh, in Temple of Dune where like Indy and Shortrun are walking through like that temple and it's just full of insects yeah so that is what the trenches were like in World War <laughs> because it's like it was the perfect it was the perfect uh, cocktail of just like. Uh, nutrient-rich mud because it was covered in blood uh -huh. and there was just bodies all over the place. Like, and then the rats. They were just, like, knee-deep in rats all the time and the soldiers would kill and slaughter the rats all the time and then the flies would come uh -huh. and it would just be, they would be, like, ankle-deep in maggots and everything that would eat the maggots would come into the trenches. So, like, you would be, like, a British soldier in the middle of the afternoon you'd look around and there was just fucking beetles and flies and dead rats and under that was like a layer of corpses 
That's the reason why they always describe World War One as hell. Yeah, it's literally hell. And no, don't even get started on No Man's Land. Yeah. Oh fuck that shit. Yeah. Um. For those of you who don't know, No Man's Land it was the place was the was the flat ground, flat yeah. unprotected ground between the trenches. Yeah. So there's there was no cover. There was nothing. Just barbed wire. Just barbed mines. wire. Maybe a broken tank or two. Yeah. And some planes that maybe crashed. Yeah. Other than that, nothing. And you were, mines. You, yeah, you were just literally open up, like, the moment you poked your head up, a sniper was probably going to shoot you. Yeah. Or, uh, apparently that's where the thing in, like, uh, it, it's not so much over here, but in, like, uh, the UK, it's, like, bad luck to have three uh, cigarettes in a row. Because, like, like that that's the hot cherry. That's what they would, uh, snipers would use to track you, because by the third one, they'd know where you were. Well, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. Makes sense. It's going, hey, there's a bit of smoke out there. What are we going to do? Ah, fuck Bang, bang, yeah. They're like, oh, wait, it's coming back. It's a guy. Yep, it's a guy. All it's right. Guy. Bang. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, this the, this series, it's like, it, it, it does, it, it goes, the, it's that extra little anime length that uh, if they just toned it down, we would be reminded, it's like, I shouldn't be rooting for this main yeah. character. They made the war seem, they glorified the war too much. No, definitely. They yeah. needed to show more, well, I guess that was the idea, because let's be honest, trench warfare is boring to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it is a ter- it was a terrible thing that happened, and it, from a thematic, from a cinematic view, rather boring to watch. Yeah. Watching flying wizards with rifles. Oh, the dog fighting. That was, was cool. badass. Yeah. I like that more. I think I like that more than most, like just plain regular dog fighting. Yeah. Of like, screw the planes. Let me see two wi- two wizards with rifles flying at each other, casting spells at each other. That's yeah. awesome. But like the only spells that they could cast is like a shield spell and like shield the, artillery uh, piercing um, piercing. That's the only one. No, nope, remember what's her face had her nuclear bomb one. Yeah, that's true. And suicide bomber and there was all yeah. they had a. There's alluded that there's like healing wizards too. Uh, there's observation magic as well. Yeah, that's how they were always able to see each other like from far. Yeah, and they have like that weird radio magic hub. Yeah. It was, like, yeah. It was cool. I will admit that. It was, the magic was no, pretty cool. It, it's like, I, I, I like the magic and stuff, but it's like, that, that was the problem, like that kind of, like that, uh, you, you were so captivated by like the magic, mm-hmm. the magic of war <laughs> that you forget we're in a war. Yeah. And to which I think that comes out with the biggest thing is, is this was a series we wanted to like. I didn't know. No, but... It was the main characters. Like, the setting was cool. This weird yeah. kind of, like, magical World War One, And, like, the technology and the action was really cool. But the main characters in this weird god The tone, being, yeah, the, the tone. T- but you, you see what I mean. Yeah, it's something like, yes. it's a setting okay. you wanted to like, but they just set it up to the point where, like, no. Yeah, if they had focused on, like, maybe, like, the compatriotism between, like, the background characters, like, the, the yeah. blonde dude and, like, all the very All the various... Sergeants, yeah. or... and like you know, like questioning the war and stuff, because it's like I I really like that part where uh, you know Tanya's in like with that one general who is like, no, you you can't go and attack the fleeing government of this country. We're at an armistice yeah. because like before, like uh, like when they're discussing the plan, he's like. Wow, like it really sucks to be a fucking soldier right now because he realizes he's like he's condemning innocent people to die in order to like win this war, and he like he's he has that one moment of humanity where he's looking out the window. It's like it sucks to be a soldier, and Tanya's like, yeah, it kind of does. All <laughs> right, I'm gonna go do it. All right, no, don't get me started. That fucking that northern general, the one, the one with the beard and the cigars, the one that she gets into the fight with. Because basically oh, she yeah. submits the plan of how they should do that of how of the fact that they're doing this weird like 
um, they want to rush the war as much as possible. And the fact that they're going, and then she, he literally just like coughs off her strategy, like, ah, the ideas of a frontline soldier. It's yeah. just like, this was a, a, a perfect example of, of the, of yeah. the inept, ineptitude of the of the officers that occurred in World War One. No, yeah, that uh, definitely. They won mm. their way. They lived in extravagant mansions, were eating... Every day was a cigar and champagne they, party. Yeah. yeah, and whereas thousands of people were dying, living in filth, and yeah. literally going... Praying to God the guy next to them would die so you could steal, take their boots. No, like, the, there's, like, the, the my favorite scene in Black Aller that's just, like, horrific because it's true is, like, when he goes over to the officer, like, the officer's hall and, like, all the way in the back. And they have, like, that setup of, like, the army men. And it's like, what do we do, general? And he just, like, puts his arm at one end of the table and scoots all the army men towards, like... Uh, like the fucking German line, and they're all swept off at the table. So I think that will work. And it's like, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, they have. This is a show that, for the most part, the main character sucks and yeah. everything else. But it it has a lot of good moments to it. They're, they're, they're like the world, like everything except for like the main character and like the the the, the, the essentially like the main personal plot between like the main character and God, like, you know, being X mm -hmm. is like the complaint. Like I, I would have loved to see more because it's, uh, um, I would have been honestly, I would have been more okay with the main character if she wasn't a nine year old girl. Yeah. If she was, like, perhaps, um, like, the same Why age... Why not make her, like, a fucking grown woman? Or at least to the fucking the age of the goddamn... The other girl. Yeah. Like, the same age of her. I don't, like, I don't understand, like, why it had to be, like, a fucking lolly Nazi. Alright, but here's another thing I think that was kind of the reason they made this character, and one of the things that I think maybe we can't empathize with, yeah. but perhaps more of a Japanese audience was, is because this guy was a salary man, and basically everything that he keeps bringing up is the shit he had to put up with for his job. That's true. But, 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 like, the thing is, like, I, I, I thought about that, too, because it's, like, you know, oh, well, well, from what we've gleaned off of the internet, yeah. which is, like, a salary man's job is, like, you have to be the breadwinner, you have, you have to mandatorily go and drink with the boss, everything has to be 110%, even though that's impossible, you, you have to give it that, all that, but it's, like, I never... You're thinking of work outside of work. Yeah. Uh, but but it's like you you never see it with like Tanya's character before because it's like Tanya's character enjoyed being the axe man. It, yeah, well, like, no, the uh, way they described it was she he was doing this because salary man life was easy and easy to exactly, understand. You yeah. follow the rules of the company and that's it. Mm. She did what he had to do. He was paid well, and he basically saying, "Well, and I'm already on the line in the next two or two years. I will be sitting in the CEO chair." Yeah. And essentially, he's trying. He, it's that, taking that mentality to war, in which he's really ripping off lines from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, it's in, that entire speech was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Where it's like a soldier's job is to die, but an empire lives forever. Therefore, you will live forever. And it's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And it's like, "Oh, they lifted that straight off of uh, he, he lifted that straight that from Full Metal Jacket." Okay, all right, all right. Here, here's another one. Your favorite scene in this series. Uh, um, I like I I have to say it's like that scene where uh, 
it doesn't matter if it's like fun, if it's a good scene, like a like it was a very well done scene, like perhaps the. I, I feel like it was uh, it was that series of scenes like where it's in the classroom where they are explaining like the chain of command mm -hmm. when like that comes in a play later where it's like the uh, a blonde dude has to kill those civilians. Yeah, that was a good. And then after like because I I see all of those three as like an interconnected scene because like mm -hmm. that was actually very well written where it's like this thing is introduced, this thing is implemented, and you see the fall out of it and it goes back to the first thing because it's like that that mentality of it's like no no it wasn't it's a dangerous mentality yeah it, w it wasn't your fault that you killed all those innocent people because our superior officer was there so the blood is really on her hands don't you see how heroic that was mm -hmm. of her to order you to do it because it's like your she, hands she's, are clean yeah which is bullshit yeah i know like that was so great because it's like that's absolute bullshit. But mm -hmm. it's like, if you're a soldier, like a 20-year-old something, like, dude who's been ordered to kill people... And I'm and sure a lot it? of people watching this yeah. bought that. Like, they probably thought the same thing. Yeah, and it, because it's like, if you're in that mode of trauma, anything will make you feel better, where mm -hmm. it's like, you can't stomach the gravity of what you And which, done. literally, yeah. that's what happens. And, like, you literally... They did his his freakout scene, like, more realistic enough, not just one of those, like, boo-hoo kind of scenes. Yeah. It's someone who's struggling to do it, like, tears are like, It's not like he pointed it, he points it at her. He I was it. half expecting yeah. it to point him at itself. Yeah. Because it is well established that her entire platoon, her entire company is terrified of her. Yeah. Which I, does lead me to one of my, my favorite scenes was just the training scene sequence. Yeah. Of just the first scene of where she's giving the explanation of what's going to happen and the min the blonde the redhead yeah. girl is already realizing. She already, she, oh no! She grabs the no, shield. No. She starts fucking digging a fucking foxhole. <laughs> and then it's like first you're just seeing the fake shells come down. So you're like, ow, ow, stop! Like start digging, and then real shells are getting mixed in it's there. Like, oh no! They must have mixed real shells in. Yeah. No, but, but the thing that bothered me the most is the fact of like. Which I think, which doesn't make sense to me, is that revitalization of them, especially after that avalanche. Which, well, no one, yeah, let's be like, honest, let's be honest, they shouldn't have lived through. Yeah. People don't live through avalanches well, like they're that. they're also, like, you know, they're all supposedly wizards, so I'm like, I'll, I'll give them a pass on that. Like, I don't no, know. No, they didn't have their gems on. Well, like, that, that, that's the thing. I'm not entirely sure if it's, like, if... The wizards are like they're all like the gem powered, or it's if the gems allow them to like up their wizarding potential. I think what the gem allows them to do is to use the machinery. Um, it's yeah. to use the machinery as well as just allow them to shape their magic better. I like guess, it allow yeah. it's like they're the battery that or like they're the ink. It's the pen. Yeah. So. So like I I I, I gave that a pass like uh, by the revitalization. Are you mean like uh, all of a sudden they double down on being? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're gonna be super Gestapo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and even like I felt the same exact thing as she did. And it was like, wait, what? Well, yeah, it's like what? Yeah. Uh, okay. And just pretty much, I did enjoy just the redheads idea because it very much plays. She was a comic relief, which was enjoyable yeah. for this like sh this series that was so grim dark. And she's like so aesthetically, she, she she's just I can't get over how jarring she is compared to yeah, all the other I know. characters. And it's not even like she feels like a schoolgirl in the military. She's not even like a big titted woman, like uh, like not a ridiculous because it's like she she does have like big titties, but it's like proportionately no, no, nothing brings attention to them. Yeah. Like there isn't a scene where it's like, oh no, you shit, did like miss a scene. 
Oh, is there? There is the scene of where it's like the end of the. Se- it was an after credit sequence that happens like in the second episode or something like that. Uh-huh. When they're leaving the front, when they're leaving the trenches to go off to the various things. Yeah. And she gives, uh, as saying thanks to Tanya, she gives her one of her dresses. Uh-huh. And then Tanya just looks at her and going, "This, this isn't gonna fit me. You realize that?" And she's like, "Oh no, but you'll grow into it." But as she's saying, you realize this isn't gonna fit me. It shows her butt, her boobs, oh, okay. her like her size compared to her. Well, I mean, it's like situationally that makes sense. It's yeah. not excessive. It's like you you know the the, the scale of the, the big titty woman scale, Mark. <laughs> it's not like every time she's introduced, like fucking cut to Kalano, <laughs> and like the camera's just a bull, rose borders, world class. <laughs> like Michael, see, Michael, that's, put your dick away. That's kind of like that, see that's kind of funny because it's like that's just like a one-off thing right? yeah. It's like, oh yeah hey like this character is like uh, being like, an idiot but yeah. not realizing what's going on uh, but like, I did enjoy also the scene of I think you missed it as well as an after credit sequence yeah. of where she's been given the silver wings badge yeah and she's and now she has to make a thing for the newspaper or for the video or for the video back home uh-huh. and the, she's taking Tanya is taken basically, and she's glorf. She's gussied up, and uh-huh. a little like a doll's outfit, and you just see this dead, creepy doll look on her face of the fuck. I like I'm doing this for the job. If I get past this, I'll get past this. I'll get past this. Hi. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I just. <sighs> All right. Like, uh, like the the I I had a conversation with my friend on like the way over here, but it's like you know, media says something about the people like th- that is produced for it. It's like you know, American media and stuff with like sitcoms, you can kind of get like a a, a small litmus test of like what the population likes. Okay. So it's like you told me earlier, this has like an eight out of ten on it like does. fucking, and because it's like these like my two main like this kind of hits on like uh, a couple of like my main problems with anime which is the glorification like you know the Japanese power fantasy because it's like this anime is like this Japanese salary man is a better Nazi than Nazis this is true. And then uh, the 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 kind of the weird fixation that Japan has with uh, Europe and uh, it, it, in some extreme cases is like Nazis. Because mm-hmm. it's like it, it doesn't carry the same weight in Japan that it does. And maybe yeah. like uh, f- full disclosure, maybe that's just like a Western thing because it's like we fought. Nazi Germany. Like, we saw what Nazi Germany Well, no, it's did. not just that America has always kind of put it off. It made themselves look like the heroes of World War Two. Yeah, I mean, like, we did fucked up shit. Dresden firebombing. Yeah. Like, uh, that was... A we were dream. late. Yeah. We're late to every war. <laughs> yeah, well, like, we, we secretly funded oh, uh, yeah. the allies in World War oh, II. Yeah. Like, we, Which we, is the reason why we were doing so well post-World yeah. War II. I, I mean, like, the... Well, the, actually... No, that's no, that's, that, that's one of the big reasons. I thought that was why. during Great Depression. Was about then. No, yeah, that's what got us out of uh, World War, uh, the Great Depression. Oh, like a oh, war that's right. We me. were during in the Great Depression during the war. Yeah, because uh, we were uh, in the Great Depression during uh, World War uh, World War One, oh, and then it one? really hit like in mid mid. Oh yeah, because right. like we were stabilizing. We got up to being okay, and then World War Two happened, and we're like the the idea was like. We don't want to get into this war because, like, we don't want to lose what we've already got. Mm-hmm. But, like, we realize, like, Nazi, like, these German 
the, yeah, this shit's gonna pop soon, so we're gonna like shadow fun all the allies. I mean, that's pretty much what happened towards every world war, essentially. Yeah, is uh, all the other world powers shadow fun the other yeah. the thing the side they want to win. Yeah, I mean, like I think like the Indo-French War was like the largest. Technically, World War Two was World War Three. Um, mm. pre pre in the colonial era, like the largest world war to date, I think was like the Indo French War, which happened right before the colonial war, because that had like a like proxy battles being fought on like almost every continent. I see. Except for Antarctica, because we didn't give a shit about Antarctica. Then. No one cares. We about thought it. it was like full of like ice demons or some shit. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are called polar bears. Uh, ice demons. Um, all but right. uh, yeah, like my okay, but all right, the, I'm sorry, but like that, that, that's the. Like, what this is about Japan is, like, maybe with the, the salaryman power fantasy where it's, like, you're stuck in this, like, shitty cog job and, like, this anime is supposed to be, like, a, some sort of weird dark catharsis. Yeah. Uh, with, like, a thing that they like. But I, I, I guess it's, like, you know, I'm making these really sweeping general generalizations about Japan. I don't know, you guys. I know, like, two of you, I know for a fact that two of you motherfuckers in Japan listen to this, because I read our stats, and you're from two different cities. I, I just want to know that you guys are okay. <laughs> because you don't make a lolly Nazi anime if you're doing okay. After this episode, we lose a subscriber. From, we lose a subscriber from Japan. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> I just, we PM them. Hey man, how are you doing? <laughs> no, fuck that. We have. All right, but here's the question we always have to do: waifu or husband? Because we have very few waifus. Uh, yeah, to there's choose. like only two to choose for. I guess it's like brown-haired girl. All right, but we we can also include husbandos for this one. Okay, uh, husbando. I, I actually kind of want to say the strategic director. The blue hair guy? Yeah, the, I, like, I, I, another uh, minor complaint, but it's like, why does he have to have a trendy 2000s hairstyle? <laughs> like, that, that that bothered me. Like, it, it's like, okay, whatever. She's got lolly hairstyle that's supposed to be cute with, like, mm -hmm. the stupid boing boing. Yeah. But it's like, why does he look like he stepped out of fucking Final Fantasy fifteen? Why? Like, <laughs> Ignis, what's going on? Yeah, Ignis, what the fuck are you doing in <laughs> like pre-World War II? Everyone needs a day job. <laughs> I would also, I think my choices are about the same. Yeah. Brown-haired girl, because... Because yeah. he's, he, 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 he's strategic. Mm -hmm. He also has he's, a conscience. And he's seen the evil that is Tanya. Yeah. And realizes, he looks at everyone like, No! Don't put her on the front line! Yeah, don't put no. her on the front line. It's like you're using her strat. This is a war crime. It's, yeah. like, it's technically not a war crime. If you have to use the phrase technically not a war crime, you've already done something wrong. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, I All guess, right. Hasbana of the Week is, uh, is strategic director, yeah. and Waifu of the Week is, uh, oh. Brown Hair Sherbatsky, or whatever her name is. <laughs> Brown Hair Sherbatsky. <laughs> Alright. Alright, now for our last questions of it. 
All right, recommendations. Weeb or non, and weebs and non-weebs. I would not recommend this to a non-weeb. It's got, it's just got too many mixed messages, and if like the wrong, the wrong person comes into this, they're gonna realize it. Like, yeah, maybe like you know, Nazis were bad. It's, okay, no, I've made Man. a huge mistake. <laughs> I I shouldn't have exposed you to this lolly witch fighting anime. I should show you my neighbor Totoro or my name first. <laughs> Fuck, I messed up. Uh, Mark, get the gun. I'm really sorry. Like, look look over there. Think about your harem farm. That's right, you're gonna have all- Get the fucking gun. <laughs> Alright, for, but for weebs, I do recommend this. Because, let's put it this way. A lot of weebs, let's be honest, are probably not gonna think too deeply into the series. No, that's true. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch this, it has some really good action and like effects they have on it. Aside from points of where they clearly used really bad CGI for their which, they which is much, very yeah. which is something I didn't get to mention, which was very prevalent throughout the series, is really bad CGI is shown in the backgrounds yeah. a lot. Like whether you see it's just like the massive soldiers coming off a boat or something like yeah. that, or just like Cause it's, it's a like it's either like using the CGI of the same character model again, or it's like you animate like a, 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 a essentially a blob. Like well, a no, blob they're not even like detailed enough. Where I've seen, I think I saw one of them where there was no, it was just like nose and this and a black line for no for mouth. Well, I mean, it's like you don't necessarily have to like that. That's not the purpose for that. It's like I, I can I can pass that but off. It was close enough background. to see. Well, yeah, but it's like it's all uh, it's background CGI, so I'm willing to give that a pass. I I can understand that with like the but and the then no, I'll say this as well. The when the introduction of the boats from fucking yeah. it looked like something out of the fucking submarine five or whatever we watched yeah. number five blue submarine whatever the the boats and stuff it's like I, I understand no, maybe it's like, like so bad I, I want to find out like maybe if it's like studios don't have the capabilities like, we can't we just we don't know how to animate boats or it's maybe it's just cheap yeah no, it's, it's definitely cheaper I feel like CGI is go we're going to be this is probably going to be a trend in like animes like for the it's next. already a trend yeah because it's probably it's it's a cheap it's like it's such a good cost you don't need to measure. redraw the same things anymore yeah. you just get one CGI model and move it any way you want yeah um, but yeah to weebs I would rec recommend I, this because if you want if you enjoyed Attack on Titan you're definitely going to enjoy the action for this series I, I'm going to say it's a qualified recommendation for me for weebs it's like watch this if you just want to see like the action or watch this if you want to dissect an anime that could, could that had like a decent idea but seeing how it like fell short yeah yeah and yeah, non weebs definitely not. Yeah. This is something that's gonna turn you off anime for a life. Yeah, no, this is like this is definitely like a tier four thing that you watch. Yep. Yeah. And like that, I think we've been called to the front lines, Michael. Ah, oh, jeez. Okay, All well, right. I've uh, find me on the internet, uh, Marcus Singer, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, Twitter. Uh, Don't bother it. finding me. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna be dead in the, I'll be done, dead in the trenches by by the end of the night. Yeah, look up Marcus Slinger Obscure Exports on Gumroad. Buy some shit. Uh, support me on Patreon. Also, Marcus. <laughs>